everybody. Welcome to episode 71 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashir Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robert Robinson. And today we have uh, we have a guest today. I'm a guest. And I'm very excited. It's somebody that I've um, been following on the YouTubes and beyond. Um, and uh, why don't you introduce yourself, good sir? My name is Luke Newman. Uh, I'm a filmmaker, I guess a YouTuber is the official title in a way but mm-hmm. um yeah but been doing that for a while and just started up our own stock footage site so yeah, yeah so great, I saw to, the, great to be on oh well uh, thank you so much for coming i'm kidding it's great mm-hmm. i just saw the um the iceland stuff okay which looked yeah. insane thank you because a the location and b you know footage yeah. looks great yeah obviously yeah how was it that was, uh, how was that trip it was a lot of fun we traveled with we just had a daughter she's actually going on too congrats um, and i'm sorry thank you (laughs) (laughs) but it was the first time we went on a plane with her it was the first time we've kind of traveled with her Mm. so that was actually easier than we thought it was going to be surprising like the flight was okay and everything and then we were kind of thinking like iceland's super rugged how's that all gonna be but she was okay and the iceland itself you know obviously beautiful yeah um around every turn but um I don't know. Like, I wouldn't go back. Really? I don't, oh, yeah. My goodness. Um, Certainly not advertising for Iceland trips no, this episode. No. Um, but, like, it's beautiful and everything. But as far as food, as far as stuff to see, if you're not just wanting to go out and film nature, then it's a little lacking as a travel destination. Oh, gotcha. In my, in my personal opinion. Mm. Um, but... <laughs> If you're only going there to film or take photos or, or do any sort of creative thing like that, you really can't beat it. So it depends on what your purpose for going yeah. to Iceland is. It's, it's sort of like um, we just um, shot a film up in upstate New York and well, sort of upstate. But, you know, it was beautiful scenery, you know, in the middle of there's nothing around and it looks beautiful, yeah. but there's nothing around, you know. So yes, you have exactly. the beauty of the area, but then you have to like drive 25 minutes yep. if you want to get a yep. water <laughs> well yeah and like iceland it's you know i i definitely suggest going but we went for two weeks and i kind of feel like you could do iceland in three or four yeah. days and see all the really beautiful stuff and then after that it's like well what are you going to do the rest of the time right i've always wanted to go but i never imagined going for two weeks because i no. i haven't i i never wanted to go to the real touristy things like everyone's like yeah. oh you got to go to the blue lagoon thing and i was like i don't want to bathe with a bunch of other people that's not my thing <laughs> like i'm not into that i don't care if yeah. it's a natural whatever like i'm not sitting in hot yeah. water with other people that's gross yeah <laughs> like, yeah i don't um, even like sitting in hot water with myself so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i just want to like see cool stuff I'm, I'm i'm there for what's like visual in terms of like yeah. you know the 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 mountains and whatever yeah. and the you know um they, i think they have like there's that. A, i mean there's a there's a lot of that obviously yeah. but you know once i'm afraid you, once of you... food with him because he's a t- tough person to feed and that was the first thing yeah. i said i was like i don't know how I, i'm gonna feed you because you don't eat fish yeah. <laughs> you know? or puffins well, that was apparently the, that was like that was like the number one kind of gripe with us was the food situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not that it was like bad, but it was just coming from, it kind of made American food seem great just because <laughs> we have so, we, <laughs> we have, have so much vari- have, variety. So yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And we have, you know, people's like, there's a lot of foodies. People seem to care. It's a big market. And then we got over there and I was thinking, 
well, it's touristy. There's going to be a lot of people that are super into food and we just (laughs) just didn't find it. It was just like burger places ran by teenager, you know, like teenagers are the people cooking your food and like, did you go to the the hot dog place when I was like, what's like, I was looking up like places to eat in Iceland and the number one spot was like a hot dog place. I was like, I'm not eating Mm. hot dogs in Iceland. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't think we did. We, uh, I think we were close to it, but we had just eaten. And so we, we didn't get around to it. And at that point we were like, we were batting like 10% with our food. Each, <laughs> each thing, each thing we had found online and gone out of our way to find, we were kind of disappointed in. So I was uh-huh. like, I'm not going out of my way for a hot dog. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Um, um, sorry. I'm sorry, Iceland, if there's anybody listening. <laughs> way to crush uh, my dream. Just a quick sponsor break. This show brought to you by Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> by granola I'm, bars. I'm, I'm, Bring uh, them with you. Secretly, they're kind of going like, thank you. Like, we don't want yeah, this right. people coming anyway. Yeah. Less Americans, the better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so I actually, um, I found out of about you. Like, I, you know, I'm, I love watching stuff on YouTube, tutorials and short films yeah. and all that stuff. And that's kind of how I came across your stuff um, with the Filmmaker Diaries and then, you know, just the tutorials that you had done, make yeah. sci-fi stuff and... Um, I learned a lot from watching a lot of that stuff. So what I was curious as to like what kind of motivated all of that. I mean, obviously you're a filmmaker first and foremost, it seems to me. And yeah. um, I, I just was curious as to what was the driving motivation that was like, you know, I want to, I want to like give back and put stuff online and, yeah. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, for me, it kind of started like, I just did it. I did like my first tutorial from a place of, um, I was trying to find how, how to do a sorry. Oh my god! I almost just choked on my own saliva. Um, <laughs> it's a really intense story. You yeah. <laughs> I found I was looking on how to do a specific editing trick, like slowing down footage or interpreting footage, and I could not find the information anywhere. So I ended up just figuring it out. Like I stumbled onto how to do it, figured out how to do it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna upload this video. Just because it's not out there. Like, I think this should be on YouTube. Um, and this is, you know, clearly 10 years ago before every single thing you need to know has a video, a 10 minute video on YouTube. Yeah. By a 12 year old Um, usually. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I just uploaded that video and it, it seemed like a bunch of people were like, Oh man, I've been looking for how to do that specific thing. That's cool. Um, and so after that, that was the kind of initial thing was like, what is not currently on YouTube? Mm-hmm. And that's a product of, I guess, getting there first before there's so many tutorials, yeah. right? Is there was just a lot of subjects, a lot of things on certain subjects that there weren't videos for. So <clears throat> it just came down to um, looking at what was on YouTube and on the internet and just kind of wanting to add to the knowledge base. Um, and then at a certain point, you know, enough people were requesting tutorials that I kind of had, I did, I had didn't have to constantly come up with ideas. Mm -hmm. It was like people would say, Hey, can you do one on this? And it's like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess I didn't think about that, but that's an idea for a tutorial. I'll do that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then at a certain point it just, I found myself doing mostly that stuff. And I was like, I don't, I didn't want to do this to be like customer support, (laughs) you know, like, um, so I kind of stopped doing it for a while. Um, tutorials specifically just because mm-hmm. that's that's definitely what it turned into is every other comment like my audio is not working on my camera and i'm like yeah okay uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm i'm done i i'm not gonna sit around and answer all these questions yeah. so um 
Yeah, the the YouTube thing itself just kind of came from doing tutorials and then an audience kind of just followed. Mm-hmm. But I think a large part of that was just because we got in early and there were a ton of tutorials already out there. Yeah. So it'd be so hard to do it now. Like there's no way we would even make a dent. Yeah, yeah, there's just there's mm-hmm. just so much stuff. But you also had like, because yeah. um, what I liked about it is you would, uh, I'm thinking specifically of the sci-fi thing you did of, um, you had an, uh, like, uh, a, guy, a guy in a spacesuit in a big open field and it was yeah. it was like an hour long thing about, uh, you know, creating a sci-fi mood. And I, fa- yeah. I found that one really, really kind of um, dense with, with some good information. Yeah. And so that's the kind of thing that I like, you know, Obviously, the tutorials that you have that people have that are just like, all right, this is how you normalize your audio or or yeah, color yeah. grade something. But when you have like, here's the finished product and here's how we did it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that stuff to me is always so much more fascinating and interesting and and yeah. fun to learn and easier to learn. So I appreciate all your work, good sir. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that one that one was actually a way to um, we charged for that initially. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like we didn't do Kickstarter, but we kind of did like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And if you back it, then this will be like an hour long exclusive thing. Mm -hmm. So I didn't release that to YouTube until like, you know, four years after. Um, But initially it was just an exclusive behind the scenes tutorial. Kind of like a Patreon Um, thing or something like that. Yeah, pretty much like before Patreon was a thing. It Mm -hmm. was just a way to like kind of recoup some of the costs that went into making that thing. So it made sense in a way like it allowed us to do it. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, it certainly made the production harder. Um, (laughs) You know, as you're trying, especially when you're a small crew, you know, you're trying to film a cool sci-fi narrative piece and then you have to stop and go like turn to the camera. Okay, so now I guess I'm doing this because I wanted to, you know, yeah. Yeah. explain explain your motivation yeah. behind stuff. It's, this it's looks cool. Let's shoot it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. And you know, and even, but that's your that's what you initially want to do, and then to mm-hmm. even stop and be like, okay, I have to at least do something for the camera. It seemed like it made shooting days take twice as long. Yeah, yeah. Know? We we um on our last one, we really wanted to get a lot of behind the scenes footage, but you know, in order to do that, it's just like. The process of that is just like it's its own thing. It's its own thing, you know. So yeah. you're like adding unless you a have second... some like a crew. If you could somehow yeah. get a crew there, yeah. and you just have a wireless mic on, and you just go. Yeah, that, I've always envisioned that would be the way to do it, but mm-hmm. we've never done done it that way. How did you go about doing it? We just we, didn't. We, we didn't. <laughs> we, we have a lot of we have a lot of footage from the cast and crew. Um, that yeah. would just, you know, if, especially the cast, if there's like waiting for shots, you know, from setting a shot up or something and they would shoot a video of, of me doing it or them getting ready or whatever it is. So we have some of that footage, but, um, yeah, we, we like there I said, we would have done lot. the same thing as bring in a whole, you know, even a small crew of people to, to do it. And it was just not yeah. in the budget. I think even then it would have been tough because we were, we were really kind of strapped for time. So there wouldn't mm-hmm. have been time for like, so, Hey, what do you feel like? I'm feeling like we're running out of time. Yeah. Get out of my face. I feel like you're <laughs> like, in my way. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's almost like in that scenario, you just need to capture the B roll and then supplement it with voiceover. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I just yeah, interview I mean, everybody after the film's done. So yep. what was this like? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cause that's the other thing I love is, is behind the scenes and, you know, I like I like behind the scenes on smaller films. I find that much more relatable, you know. Yeah. As cool as it is to see how, you know, Avengers was made, 
Like right. I don't relate to any of that. So yeah. when I'm watching, uh, you know, a million dollar film or a couple yeah. hundred thousand dollar film, watching how they did it, that to me is yeah. so fast. Cause there's a lot more, there's a lot more ingenuity, mm -hmm. you know, like you watch the Avengers break visual effects breakdown as it's like, well, yeah, yeah. if I had ILM, <laughs> if I had ILM to do like particle systems or whatever, like, yeah, I don't even, I still don't know what's going on. Like they do the, you know, the behind the scenes thing where they bring down the layers of visual effects. Mm -hmm. It's like, I still don't know what's going on. That tells me nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. how did you make the, what, where, where, where yeah. the layers gone? Right. Damn it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but you also um, write music too. Am I correct? In yeah. Saying yeah. that. Saying so, that? yeah. I, um, I was into music before I did anything video related. Like, I used to play it's bass so and weird. guitar. There's, that's so. like, that's such a thing. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah. Paul was supposed to go to school for music. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to school for music. And I think we've yeah. spoken to like two other filmmakers are like, yeah, I started in music. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is a yeah. thing. <laughs> yep. I think it's, I think it's a thing because, well, I, I know personally for me, I really had a lot of ambitions to do music. And then I was like, it'd be sweet if I could shoot my own music videos. Mm. Yeah. So, was, yep. you know, I, d I don't know if that's everybody's reason for getting into video, but, um, I, I think. I don't know. I think maybe there's a lot of mental overlap too. A lot of like creative and mental overlap between the two. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Cause I know when I'm doing music stuff, I can see some visuals in my head. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if I'm listening to a song I really like, I can kind of think of, you know, if I'm trying to like write an action scene or write, you know, mm -hmm. not dialogue obviously, but if you're trying to like come up with a script, I always have music on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, I uh, I had always kind of been into bass or guitar, and then at a certain point, I just kind of looked into MIDI and um, samples and orchestral stuff. Uh, again, from a necessity because I was tired of using like video copilots, yeah. pro scripts, you know, and yeah. I, I didn't like seeing something we shot and then going to YouTube and seeing another video that used the same song. That yeah. always kind We've of had like, that happen to us. Yeah. So yeah. We've like watched something and been like, oh, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's our it's song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially like so then when you do like, like corporate stuff and yeah. you just yeah. grabbing stuff off Pond 5 or premium yep. beat or whatever. And then it's everywhere. Yeah. So I just kind of thought like it would be cool. I, you know, it could be a product that we could sell. And, it, you know, at that point it was like, again, like, okay, pro pro scores and video copilot, like it's a thing that you can make money off of. So I was like, okay, well I, I want, I definitely want to do it just to have unique music for our, our videos. And then also maybe it could be a product that we can sell on our site. Um, I bought but some. it actually, yeah. Did you, which one? Which uh, one? I actually bought, I think all of them when you had some like wicked Black Friday sale or something. Okay. Nice. And I just okay. was like, I'll just take them all. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So it's like the, the trailer uh, teaser, but like, it's just, it just yeah. goes on. Yeah. 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 Um, easier to learn than I thought. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I thought it was one of those things to where pro tools and just, you know, every time I saw somebody using pro tools, I was just like, wow, oh, that looks really hard. And then, um, the more I got into it, it was like, oh no, actually a lot of video skills and editing skills yeah. transfer. Um, and 90% of it is computer knowledge and then 10% of it is actually what you know with music. That's mm -hmm. not true. But like well so like that's the thing cuz I I I was in the same exact boat, you know. I had I was very like intimidated by pro tools and I was on a Mac for the longest time 
so I just had um, GarageBand or or whatever. And then when I finally switched over to a PC, I was like, well, let me give this Pro Tools thing a try. And for me, learning something is just forcing myself to do it. Like, I, all right, well, I want to learn it, then I, I, I can't cheat out and jump on audition or something and like yeah um yeah. and so learning how pro tools was like it's like you said it, it's it's just learning the interface learning what the buttons do all of the yep. concepts are the same if you want to eq and compress something it's the same yep. on every daw you know yeah yeah and then even beyond that it's like um if you know you don't even need to know like music theory necessarily it's more of like if you know how to arrange stuff with a mouse you can go in and arrange midi notation mm-hmm. and midi notes and then you really just kind of get it to a point where you like it. So, you know, like where your own musical tastes kind of start to come out. And I feel like everybody has musical tastes. They might not have like built in musical gifts or, you know, uh, the the predisposition to be good at music. But right. I, I feel like, um, man, a lot of people could do it if they really wanted to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, and in, in, uh, speaking of the MIDI thing, you know, I play guitar so i'll just sit and, and write a song and you know i'm i'm older you know now so i remember the days when you couldn't sit at your computer and write a song and no. uh you know so having the ability to just like literally sit there with my guitar plug it into my scarlet or whatever and then just mm-hmm. you know uh, arrange the drums you know writing keys stuff just strictly in the midi interface and and it's just yeah it's so fun yeah and it, you know when you can apply it to video it's like Again, I'm, I started as a musical person, so the the music, like I oftentimes will come up with a song first, and then that will kind of inspire a story idea mm. and the visuals. So, um, and you know, like some of our other short films that we've done, like uh, Hanosis, mm. it's basically like a basically a music video. Yeah, like there's no, there's not, I don't even know if there's any sound design. It's just song and visuals. Yeah, um, and that one started with the inspiration for it started with the song. Um, so that's, yeah, it's a big part of definitely what I like about filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I love it. And, and the music video thing, you know, uh, we, we, we don't talk about it much, but we wrote an album, Ugh. you know, nice. and so, you know, the whole kind of the, the whole point of, you know, we liked making music. So, but the whole point of it was yeah. like, well, if we make a four song little demo or whatever, then we can make music videos for it. Wouldn't that yeah, be fun? Yeah. <laughs> and then we made one and then we're like, hated our music. <laughs> what kind of music? It's like heavier music. Yeah. Metal. Yeah. Like yeah. metalcore. Ish. Nice. Ish. Who yeah. screams? No, she sings. No, it's like, it's, okay. it's so, yeah. So it's like clean, like cleaner vocals. Cause I yeah. can't, I don't, I can't do dirty vocals, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I wish I could, yeah. but nope. Yeah. <laughs> Just saw the dog dying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My wife and I kind of did that. That's how we kind of started is we had like a rock band. And then I was like, it'd be sweet to have a metal band, but with a woman singing. Yeah. Those are my favorite. You know, they're they're two different. It's like you expect like screaming guy and you Mm -hmm. get singing woman. And it's like, oh, that's that's a cool juxtaposition, Mm -hmm. you know, for the music. So, yeah. So you're adding this like aggressiveness with this elegance. Yep. I like that yep. in music and I also like that in films, uh, you know, yes. uh, having, a, you know, this contrast. Yeah. The contrast of like, oh, there's something really, I don't know, depressing on screen and the colors are yeah. vibrant and, and mm-hmm. contrast yeah. like this. Mid, midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that. Sadly. I did. Yeah, yeah. She saw it, <laughs> he but, didn't see it. Um, um, yeah. The, the, I mean, the video that we had done for it, I, 
I wanted, like, I had this vision for like the grading, you know, I wanted the mm. colors to be really saturated and, um, mm. you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think if we'd had, if we decided to commit to that, like, obviously our music and videos would get better, you know, yeah. but yeah. it was just like, there's no time for this to get better at this and then to keep yeah. getting better at film. Like it, we just don't have the finances for like, cause this was right. all out of pocket. And mm -hmm. after we yeah. paid the guy to mix everything and to record everything and, you know, it was like, all Oh, while, this, all while working nine to five. Yeah. Working you know? nine to fives. So I was like, all right. So that was like a thousand dollars there. And then, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I'd rather just do the film thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how it was that a while ago, like four years ago, yeah, three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like I we've always thought about trying it again of just like you know like doing a little four eight song thing mm -hmm. um, and it, yeah it is hard I mean it's hard to juggle like find the time to do it especially when it's I mean I it's I like it I might like it more than video but I'm making money in video so it's like yeah yeah in an ideal world I could do it just spend time on that thing but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that we could pick back up on that like it. <laughs> Well, know. I've written a couple songs since then. So, <laughs> well, we tried just to, saying we tried to get. We were like, "Oh, let's have a gimmicky thing, right?" So we decided to oh, right. combine film with the music. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the band was called Character Driven Storylines, okay. and every song was every song was um, written or the lyrics rather um, were based on films that inspired us. Okay, so it was like Evil Dead, Revenant. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. um, District 9, and then another one was uh, Shutter Island. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it was like, oh, we'll just keep this going. It's yeah. totally going to keep going. Yeah. And I was like, this is exhausting. I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. let's just have that be an experience and leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And then some, yeah. some poor sap will come across that on iTunes one day and be like, what the hell yeah. is this? <laughs> Or it'll get some cult. It'll get a cult following. Yeah. Can you imagine? We're yeah. huge in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's poster boards of my face in Kazakhstan somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the only way. That's the only way we would be successful is in some like tiny, like a mining town somewhere mm -hmm. in Europe. <laughs> yeah, they, they rock it. They blast it in the in Iceland. Over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to Iceland. They'll be playing our music in some fish yeah. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> they, okay, we're... it's not. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good taste in music, at least. Yeah, we'll see. But where's my royalties? Yeah, Jeez. right. <laughs> Getting screwed. That's along. cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a fun. I think I, I think you're saying about the um, the contrast and the um, juxtaposition in music. It's it's um, that's one of the fun things about doing video and the music is I always try to achieve that if possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I'm trying to think of a specific movie, but like when there's an intense action scene and the music is more subtle and mm -hmm. you know that that those scenes always kind of stick out because you expect the big bombastic music with the bombastic visuals, but when you do something different, it can, I don't know, I, I, maybe not all viewers love that, but for me, it's like, I really look forward to that in movies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, as, as creators, we love to kind of like try new things and, and I don't want to say push the envelope, but you know, like, you know, just trying out like, well, yeah. I've never done this before and let's, it's a little unconventional. Let's just see how it plays. And just like playing in that world is so much fun. And that's kind yeah. of why we why we do it, you know, is to kind of experiment. Do something new. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Well, you're not gonna know if it doesn't work if you 
don't, don't try. try it. So, yeah. you know, right. we've had some right. stuff that we're like, eh, I guess that kind of didn't really work, but yeah. now we know that, yep. you know, so, yep. um, yep. and I mean, I, I realized for a lot of people, um, there's so much, so much put into productions, but that, that was kind of why we had started the podcast was just because we would talk to people that were starting on their first film, let's say, and, um, it, you know, they were starting with a feature and it was just yeah. like, ouch, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never made yeah. a film before. And like inside you're like, why are you doing that then? You know, like, uh, why yeah. would you do this for 90 minutes if you've never made a film, like start small, right. this and that. And, uh, you know, just hearing people's, but, you know, seeing a, 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 a film that has, you know, three act film and you've got, uh, you had maybe four locations and like six yeah. actors and it cost $30,000. And I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Where did yeah. that go? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're always trying to like, just how, how can we do this for the least amount? That's why Paul learned so much of it. He was just like, well, we can't, we can make films, but then we can't afford an editor. Yep. We can't afford colorists yep. and, and, and composers and all sound this stuff and sound engineers. Yeah. So he yep. was like, I'm just going to have to learn how to do all this stuff yeah, so I that can. we can do it ourselves. And that, that cause yep. otherwise we couldn't, there's no way we could make films if we had, yeah. if all we were doing was that whole, you know, the stereotypical, like I'm a director and that's all right. I do. Like, well, good right. luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I mean, unless you're working on huge productions, right. like you're even just a single director you're not going to be making enough to live off. I, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, you have to do commercial stuff. Like you have to hustle. Yeah. Uh, and the, the more and you know, the more that's valuable at the top you are. Of the food chain. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's definitely, I think that's the route a lot of people have taken. Yeah. Um, just with DSLR cameras, obviously getting cheaper. That was like the first thing most people jump into is like, mm -hmm. well, I can, I can do the camera part of it myself. Mm -hmm. So you do that and yeah. then you like, well, why can't I edit it myself? I have the SD card right here with all the footage. And then, you know, there's information on how to do it. And then, you know, I think the camera was the thing, like the thing that started the snowball. Yeah. Like getting everybody to start doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, because like the, the, the DIY world and community of filmmaking and, you know, I mean, you buy a DSLR or whatever for a grand yeah. maybe or 500 bucks even you know and yeah. then you know you can edit it for free with like resolve yeah. or whatever and and you know there's a million tutorials on how to do every little aspect of everything yep. so yep. it's the barrier to entry is like kind of, kind of kind of completely blown open at this point which is yeah, really really cool and but then you know there's the whole like everybody's Everyone's a director a now so yeah. Yes, yes. You got a, you got a lot of, but you know, I think I, I'm a firm believer in that if you love what you do, like your stuff will, will kind of come to yeah. the top. And so yep. I, I don't ever worry about more people. Great. Like everybody wants to be a filmmaker, yeah. then that's cool too. And the people that really want to do it, I feel will eventually kind of, you know, rise to the top and, and, and their passion will kind of come through that. Yeah. Cause there's like the initial barrier for entry. Right. But like beyond that, like the next barrier for entry is you need to know sound. You need to know, mm -hmm. like I can see a lot of people going like, I want to be a filmmaker and they get the camera and they start to do it. And then they're like, Oh, like, yeah. this is a lot of work or yeah. whatever. Like you said, you know, like if you really want to do it, then, then you're going to have to push past stuff like sound and edit and color. Um, so if you really want to do it, yeah, it's, it's cause you would never be satisfied with the average product or an average video. And so you'll just keep learning how to do those new little tricks and just, you know, get get as good as you possibly can before you start <laughs> delegating and bringing on other people yeah. to help out. Well, and that's the other thing too, right? That we, we, we talk about a lot is that, um, you know, 
be in the position that I'm in, you know, I, I know a lot of things. I'm not the best sound engineer or colorist or whatever, but I'm um, passable. You know, I'm not going to ruin yes. my film by it. So now right. when I get to a so stage like in my the, life, the world's okayest filmmaker, the world's okayest <laughs> filmmaker. <laughs> but when I get to a point where I can hire a colorist or a sound engineer, I know a little yeah. bit about that world to be able to communicate with that person, what I want yeah. and what I'm looking for. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's only helpful. You know their language. Yeah, exactly. Right? I think that's the just that enough would... for them to be like, "This guy thinks he knows what he's Relax, talking about." Relax, buddy. But, okay, know, I know yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> Slow your roll. Yeah. I think yeah. that would probably. I've always said to him, "That's going to be if we if we ever make it to that next level." And again, I, I don't expect to. It's not why I do it, but it's like if that ever yeah. happened, my the biggest thing for me would be putting our work in someone else's hands because we've never done that. We've mm. had control yeah. of. It everything you know so yeah, it, yeah. it's just so weird to be like yeah i'm just gonna trust you to edit that right right and yeah. you're gonna get it right right yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i think i already know i would be me, a nightmare client yeah the hardest one for me to give up was cinematography oh yeah but, mm. yeah you know it's what that's why it's so important to like test people out and you know like work with people enough to where you go like ah it just doesn't work for that reason or whatever but it is man it is such <laughs> a weight to, to get rid of cinematography is just like, that, oh. that's the one. Yeah. I, I, I If you're going to get help on one of them, yep. that's the one. Yeah. I, uh, that's the one I we struggle with the did. most because <laughs> it's something that I actually enjoy doing. You know, there's a lot of right. parts of filmmaking that I enjoy doing, but I, I would be happy yeah. to, you know, editing or, or, you know, setting lights up like, yeah gaffer grip stuff and um you know just from a time perspective not that you know whatever um but cinematography is a a tough one for me because i i enjoy it so much i would even say like if you if you like because it seems like some directors they don't really care and they just leave everything up to the cinematographer Mm -hmm. or it's like you know me it's like I, i love cinematography too so for me it was more of like i guess they would be more like a camera operator but but if i'm a more collaborative one yeah like if i and because the thing is, in a lot of our stuff, like I act too. Yes. So, so it's like, it is nice to be able to look over and just like do the thumbs up. Like you good. We good. Yeah. And to, to not have to, you know, the sun's going down, we were running out of time. And it's like, it's, I found that was the one, like, I almost don't, I don't, don't want to do cinematography anymore at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> just because of how much easier the experience was. Sure. You could just really uh, fo- like laser focused on on telling yeah. the story and and all that. But that's probably that's probably because I act too. Yeah. If I if I wasn't acting, then I'd probably be twiddling my fingers and like, okay, why am I not doing cinematography? Yeah. So what you know? what what prompted you to want to put yourself and and your buddy and and his name's escaping me right now, but uh, yeah, in yeah. in in the you know Pete. in a lot of that stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just. We we just uh, we made movies like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know when we were ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, um, you guys have been, oh, you guys been friends for a while then. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been friends since probably five or six. Um, but yeah, you know, back then that's what it was. We were always behind the camera, in front of the camera. We, you know, that's just how we made movies. Yep. So it in was there. just always natural. Yeah, it was always natural to do it that way. Um, you know. Could get better actors, probably should get better actors. But like you've said, and I'm sure you feel, it's one of my favorite parts of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, to me, it's the one part of the process where you can actually sit back and play pretend. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, lot, not a lot of technical stuff involved. You can just kind of like let go and just 
imagine, you know, be totally creative. So that's the one that's like, I would never want to give that one up, but it's probably the one I'm least good at. No, (laughs) stop. (laughs) I think you guys have like really great chemistry. Like the, 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 um, you know, you're Pete's like kind of like really funny and crazy and you're kind of more the straight yep. guy a little bit. I mean, you both yep. have your yep. your moments in eat in those roles outside of that. Right. But um, right. especially within that, that, that little um, I don't know if you guys you're done with that. Right. I think the last what? one was like Filmmaker a year Diaries? ago. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, so that one was just crazy because we those were really we entertaining. Out, it, we actually yeah. did a short film called Clapboard where. Like the okay. film, the whole film was about these filmmakers that can't make a film because they don't have a clapboard because it's so important. But the idea <laughs> yeah. kind of spawned not from it's kind of similar in that that yeah. way of like these over uh, heightened reality of these filmmakers, which I always kind yeah. of find, yeah, you know, make, making fun of myself, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, like almost everything. Sometimes we'll just like we'll go out and eat with Pete and his wife or something we'll get into a conversation. I'm just like, we've had this conversation. Like this is literally like, this is literally the filmmaker diaries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, that one started out as like, uh, we were filming them weekly. We were like, yeah, we did it like five weeks straight. We were doing episodes and then we just hit a wall and we were just, we didn't want to do it. It's not that we ran out of ideas, but we were just like, I don't want to keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> you, get bur- you get burnt out on it, you know? Yeah. And so then we did like one episode a month or, you know, like we were just really slowing down. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, we're just like, we just got to finish it. Let's finish it with one big final episode. Um, and that one, that one took like a year to film. Cause even just with stuff like that, it's like this, I, I don't have a job, like a, an, a, a, you know, nine to five thing, but Pete does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as with anything, it's like got to work around life and work right. around other people's schedules. And, mm-hmm. and for me, you know, something like that is that's just strictly a passion project. We don't make any money on the filmmaker diaries. So I'm working around at my quote unquote nine to five as well. Right. Right. So you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you know, the, the, uh, your actual income. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, the filmmaker, I, I, we loved it just because there was almost no thought put into the technicalities of production. And that's what's so great about it, right? Is like you, it's, yeah. it reminds watching that show. I mean, it was it was like well made. It wasn't like you guys didn't care, but it just right. the the flow and everything of it just reminded me of when I would grab a camera with my buddy Rocky and we'd go make yep. a really bad horror movie. Just that feeling yep. of like you know you're just doing this with your friends and you don't care right. if the lighting's perfect or whatever, right? It's just the thing I would the thing I we or Pete and I would always compare it to is like um, and you guys will get this, but it's like you have a pre-structured like when your band is practicing a song or when you're just messing around okay. and freestyling and just jamming. Mm-hmm. Um, and the filmmaker diaries was just jamming. Yeah. Like we would show up, we wouldn't know what we were gonna do. We just kind of just film. All the pressure's yeah. off um, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it was super um creatively like fulfilling. Yeah. So like oh, yeah. Even though we were done with it, like I love, we both love just having that experience as creative people just to kind of like clear our palate and like do something creative and then move on. Yeah. I, you know, in, in a way, kind of like a podcast, like I've thought a podcast would be useful or beneficial in that way to, you know, do something creative quickly and cover something, cover a subject and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's great in that way. And plus for us, it's like, you know, we started it all because we, we wanted to uh, – there's, no, there's you know, to your point earlier, there's a million podcasts out there. But a lot of the podcasts, especially around filmmaking, kind of 
center on higher budget stuff, million dollar yeah. films, and everybody wants. But we kind of like our our kind of area is is the you know <laughs> the five thousand dollar films, ten thousand yeah. dollar films, and you know yeah. that's the world we live in, and and there wasn't really a lot out there. Plus, we love. We, we talk about films all the time. You yeah. know, we're married and we do this together. So there's that kind of, yep. you know, balance that we have in our life. And then also meeting people like yourself. And we've met a lot of filmmakers. We had, um, I'm going to name drop, but we've had like oh. Ryan Connolly on. We've had okay. um, uh, the DP from Escape from Denimora on. Jessica okay. Lee Jenny. Yeah. And that was... Um, that was- that was my yeah, so fangirl moment. Yeah, yeah. So, so and just, you will be on the show. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we've had a lot of people on that that otherwise we would never talk to about this sort of stuff and just and we've yeah. made connections. Like we had Richard Raymond on, and yeah. like you know now we he he makes he made just made a film and we got to see it before everybody else. We're like, how did this happen? Like yeah. what? You know? Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's amazing just reaching out to somebody and saying like, hey, yep. do you want to talk? About yeah. stuff. It's kind I of think. like having a social life without having without, to leave your yeah. living room. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the introverts extroverted behavior. Yep. It's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna start one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun. So I just was curious. Uh, you have you done any acting outside of your own productions or no? No. <laughs> no. <Wait. laughs> Let me think. Uh, I mean, I haven't. Pers- I've I've probably done something like stood in and just. And in the background when mm. needed. Um, but no, I've never, never pursued it as like a thing. Mm. I've thought about it. I've thought, cause, cause do it. I've, <laughs> I've thought it would be fun to like only act and not have to worry about all the other stuff. Yeah. Like I, I can see that being very creatively fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know what but, that feels like yet. Yeah. I, yeah. I would love to, but yeah, no, nope. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw I mean I, I selfishly used our films to learn how to act because yeah. it you know we're we're in upstate New York and well, it's not upstate an hour and a half north of the city yeah but it's still, not it's not as in the city, close this is still upstate thing you know as people think like oh well yeah Manhattan's right there like right it's a two hour train ride thirty dollars yeah. later or it's going to take me all day to drive there sixty dollars to park the car for a five minute mm-hmm. audition and then i drive back home so yeah. it's like this is and then i'm missing work you know which i need to you know i don't know pay help pay the mortgage yeah. so yeah. uh i was yeah. like i'm not going to be able to really pursue this professionally and yeah. so we just you know we started making films and every film that i'd make i'd notice mistakes that i made when it was all said and done. And I was like, Oh, I see by doing this. Okay. And then started taking some acting courses and kind of learned from there, but I would love to know what it's like. It it was. Yeah. But I mean, now I'm at a point where I'm like, I would love to know what it feels like to just be the actor on set. Like, all right, actors on set. And I'm like, what do I do? Okay. And I'm done. That's it. You know, but I've never gotten to do that because it's our, you know, I'm like doing pre-production, casting people and who's getting paid what and where are you? And that's the location. It's Mm. so the acting is like. ah. An afterthought. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it it is. That's, that's, that's been the tough thing for me to juggle. I think like, you know, you saying. Um, letting go of cinematography so that you could focus on acting yeah. and all that, you know, that would be for me being able to afford people to help would be like, With Oh, I just get stuff, to like yeah. play a character and focus on my yeah. character and stay in character. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Cause it takes both of us all of our time to, you know, we're starting to get to a, a, a level where 
you know, we want to make everything better. And the only way to do that is more time, more money, more resources. Um, And then so then we're just um, tasked with taking more of that on ourselves. Um, And we've started to to delegate some stuff, Um, you know, you guys have you guys have like a distribution like are you do you um, like have you uh, what I'm trying to ask is. (laughs) I, you know, my distribution model, I just clawed and carved and figured out a way to justify doing it on YouTube. But I hear a lot of people like they they have their own um, distribution, quote unquote, model that works for them. And so I was just curious, like ours is really. I have- mean, yeah, we you know, we we and it's funny because we, we as soon as we're done with a film, like we're on to the next one, like what's, we're done. I don't even care. Yeah. Like I don't want to <laughs> go to festivals and all that stuff. But <laughs> currently, right now, it's um, it's yeah. We, we'll make the film. We'll just flood it in all the festivals we can afford to, and then yeah. try our best to make all those festivals and meet people and, and do that whole thing. And then yeah. once it's had its run, then we throw it up online. So that's that's kind of our thing. So where where online? Oh on, yeah, YouTube Vimeo, on our website. Yeah, like okay. we put everything okay. on our website. Yeah. Um, but like we don't so have a huge YouTube presence or anything because we don't. You know, most of the stuff we do is not released on there because we want to like try to, you know. I mean, the idea is I I I I don't write a script that we can't afford to make. Right. And yeah. so there's yeah. that limitation as a writer where I'm like, God, this would yeah. be really great if, but that's yeah. not going to happen because we're never yeah. going to be able to film inside of a school. You know. Right. So, right. Uh, right. so I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. And so I have to then like tailor the script around what I think we're going to be able to realistically accomplish. And then, you know, we'll do a, we'll do a crowdfunding, but the crowdfunding is always like, okay, the budget is what we can realistically afford or are willing to put on our credit cards. So we're capping this at $6,000 and we'll put that. And you know what, if we make a thousand dollars, that's a thousand dollars less than we have to put on our credit card now. So it's literally every bit helps because that's taking it away, you know, taking away from, Right. What we have to now put ourselves in debt for, right. but it's uh, I, I but don't. Goal, but the goal is a festival run where you get a buyer. I mean, yeah, it would be nice, you know. But like so far, it's we we've learned what we've been learning a lot from people that have have a lot of experience in festivals is that um, there's a kind there's a, a bit of like shady business that goes on yeah, a festivals lot. Festivals are and a lot of them are great, but then some of them are just like you know we've had guests on that you know, they would submit to festivals and they're like, the festival would say, sorry, you didn't make it in the film. And it's like, okay, but you didn't, you literally didn't watch my film because I can look at Vimeo and the stats tell me that nobody in your state watched my film. Yeah. So there's no way you even watched it. And if you didn't like, you watched it and didn't like it, that's fair. Yeah. But you know, you, you never watched it. Well, you took expect- my money. They're expecting, they're expecting the tip. They're expecting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, when I mean, that's, that's, that's like, you know, now certain festivals are charging $75 yeah. to submit. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> shit yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. how are we gonna afford yeah. to we're gonna submit to like four festivals we're done so yeah, yeah. we tend yeah. to go for the smaller festivals and you know we've won a couple which is oh it's, it's always a great feeling but yeah. um yeah i mean distributions like that would be nice but we do a lot of short film because it's all we could afford yeah you know yeah. feature length is where that would if it were to happen would be most likely to happen so it's like we're doing like 20 yeah. 30 minute shorts like no one's really going to purchase or distribute that yeah. well, the idea is the, the the idea there maybe and this isn't our goal by any stretch but the idea may be oh I really liked your short I'd like to develop it yeah. into something whatever or uh, work with yeah. you like yeah, that's that's you. my I mean thing. our goal is to just get it into a festival go there meet the people meet other filmmakers right. just try to like you know, right. ma- net, start networking and meeting people and like, hey, I'm shooting a film. You want to help me out? I'll help you out when you're shooting your film and like just stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. 
I think for me, the fest, like it's for me, it's more actor mode. I'm just like trying to get myself out there. Yeah. That for me, that's best case scenario that somebody sees a film and goes like, Hey, I really liked your performance. Do you want to be in my film? And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. well maybe let me see the script, (laughs) you know, but that's, that's probably because now so much it's, it's almost passe to audition in in our yeah. level people just they watch your reel they watch something that yeah. you're in you got the job you know or you Send do you an a, email. Yeah. a video audition at most and that's it you're hired yeah. <laughs> so our last yeah. film was the first one we casted well we did in-person auditions but we did video auditions and then you know we had it you know down to like three people apart or whatever and then we met yeah. them and because that whole process is so tedious yeah it's crazy <laughs> Do you guys have you guys ever done like festival ever. stuff or whatever? No, 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 uh, no. I just because we always had decent YouTube, like the YouTube was, True, yeah, it, it kind of fell into place where it was like we made enough on YouTube with mm-hmm. narrative stuff that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I heard enough bad stuff, but mm-hmm. now, now I'm actually considering it, which is weird because you know, I, I want to try something a little bigger with narrative. Um, and it's in a way it's like, you know, I feel like we have backup plans for recouping the finances in place now to mm-hmm. where we can do the festival run. And then if nothing happens, we have our stock video site that I can throw all the clips on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't because I own the I own the footage so I can kind of do what I want there. And then um, the BTS thing, which we've done in the past. So, you know, it, the annoying thing, like you were saying, is. It's hard to write with budget limitations in mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, that's that's super hard. Um, but if you can find a way to do it, and then um, at least just have realistic um, distribution plans, I feel like um, that's the best you can kind of hope for. Yeah, that's still something. That otherwise, we... otherwise you're giving up ownership of your film, you know, and you're like you might make a little more upfront um, if so, like somebody likes your work and they like the script or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might make some money up front, but then you're giving up a percentage on the back end. Well, that's the main thing that we started to learn listening to a lot of podcasts, ones that sort of geared more towards indie and, you know, a $50,000, $100,000 budget, let's say. Um, People being really honest about their experience, say, selling their film to Netflix, you know, because yeah. there was this this mindset that all you had to do was sell your film to Netflix and you made it. Yeah. Like you're good. Like, you're golden. You're going to be a filmmaker yeah. for the rest of your life. And, you know, hearing people say like, yeah, I made like five grand. Right. <laughs> like yeah. if yeah. I was lucky and I don't own my movie anymore, really. And uh, it's right. over. And it's like, yeah. oh, OK. So yeah, I think it's important to have a, a model in which you can recoup your costs. But, you know, I think for us anyway, because we keep our costs so low is, you know, yeah. we don't. We want to go into it not expecting to recoup anything. Yeah. So that way we're not. And if we do, then awesome. That's even better. But if we don't, yeah. then it's not some kind of unexpected thing that now stresses us out about it. And right. For us, the uh, the YouTube thing was always so our stuff doesn't seem like nobody wants to go to YouTube to watch a twenty minute drama. I know. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so it's the, like that's not the place. You know, for that's it. not the unless I had some kind of like exploding the, yeah. sci-fi monster yeah yeah and so no, even then even then your watch time they're like, like four five, minutes five you got minutes, four minutes then, <laughs> yeah. then you have to have a breakdown and then you have to have how you made the monster and then you have to have yeah all that other yeah. stuff um well yeah like when we did the filmmaker drivers like i was saying they were four to five minute episodes at first and then i combined them all and it's like a 40 minute all right short mm-hmm. it's sitting at like 1500 views yeah. like 
while while the individual episodes are getting twenty to thirty thousand each time, it's like nobody wants to watch something that long on YouTube. Nope. Unless it's but unless it's like education, like the t- the tutorial for yeah. the sci-fi has like two hundred thousand. Yeah. So you know, either that or the the filmmaker diaries is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're great That's in small just, chunks. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. And then forty minutes of it is like, dear God. <laughs> 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 so what uh, just real quick before before I let you go what kind of brought you to the um the stock stuff like how did that how did that how did you get into um that so you obviously you you seems like a lot of the stuff is 4k 8k because I remember yeah. you putting like 8k stuff on YouTube yeah it seemed like a, a while ago like yeah. early on like I think we were one of the first 8k videos on YouTube mm-hmm. um and yeah the stock thing is like I just kind of stumbled into it. I don't remember how we used to do these videos for um, demand studios mm. uh, early on. And these were educational videos, right? And we do like 20 at a time. So we'd get a subject of like how to, or like cooking. Right. Mm-hmm. And Pete, <laughs> Pete would uh, pretend to be a chef. So he was like, <laughs> so we'd have, we'd have these scripts that we'd print off from the internet and be like, how to, how to melt an ice cube or something <laughs> and there are actually these ridiculous videos like mtv contacted us for one of them and we're like can we feature this in like a clip video because it's oh, so nice. bad and i was like i was like i don't own it so sorry <laughs> but um, yeah i uh you know did a bunch of those 20 at a time and um what what were we talking about i just went so far stock, the, how you got into the stock, stock stuff right yeah. okay. <laughs> Jesus. so um did that. And then that company, Demand Studios, they were a big media conglomerate trying to just get a million videos out on YouTube. They asked us to like shoot 2000 stock clips within like a week. Oh, wow. And they said it'll be like a big chunk of money. Yeah. But they're like, we have this deadline. If you don't make it, like we're in big trouble. It's kind of like in hindsight, sounds kind of shady. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I guess they had like promised Getty Images a large amount of clips. They're like itching all over. I need those clips, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so we just like, we literally shot like 18 hours a day. And then towards the end of the two week window, we were like 24 hours. Like I think the the day, uh, like we we got uh, 2,000 clips out, but like the chunk of money, we were like, wow, that's stock video. Who knew? And it like allowed us to like, I think that's when we were able to buy our first red camera. Mm. Uh, just from this one time gig. And so I was like, well, I'm going to look into stock video a bit more. And from there, we kind of found video blocks right when they were first starting out. Yep. Yep. Um, this was back when like they were still in a garage basically, but they came out and met us and they were like, Oh, we want you to travel around and shoot a bunch of stock, you know, and we'll pay you monthly to do a bunch of stuff that lasted about two months, (laughs) you know, and then they were kind of monthly twice. Yeah. And so like it was always kind of this up and down thing like where we saw a lot of potential, but we were never in control of it, mm. which so it was always slipping away, kind of like a, a cool opportunity would pop up, then it would go away. Um, and, you know, we put stuff on other people's sites and then it would be this good model and then and that would go away. Like Video Blocks just did something similar. They used to have a, a marketplace where you would get 100% of the sale, which oh, is wow. like unheard, unheard yeah. of in stock. And then they changed it to 50% and then they took it away completely. So this ever changing landscape of, yeah, this ever changing landscape of, um, income streams that we were like, Hey, if we just started our own, 
we'd be in control of it. Um, and so we started our own and it, it totally bombed the further for, for the first <laughs> like six months. It was, it was brutal because we tried to do unlimited 1080p 4k. We were trying to compete with video blocks and it was yeah. just totally bombed. So in the last six months, we just went, you know what, we're just going to do 8k. We're just going to focus on super high end stuff. And it's, it's been doing much better. Oh, nice. So do you, so you, you guys, like you don't take foot, you don't have outside vendors or anything. It's just, we, you guys. we do. Oh, you we, do. Okay. Um, yeah. So we, we do 50, 50 splits with other filmmakers. Um, but not a ton. Like, again, it's just us running it. Like, I don't want to be stretched thin, like keeping yeah. track of a, a hundred different people. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's, there's a, like a handful of people, but they're people that shoot stock for living. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's more or less a way for us to kind of justify in, in the long run, it was a way to justify doing narrative stuff. That's, yeah. that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted, and that's what place. it all seems to come back to for everybody. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Like a place that we could go shoot a sci-fi and then drop that footage on a stock site and at least recoup some of the costs. Yeah. So that was really the end goal. And I think we're getting close. Never, uh, never even really thought about that. Yeah. Um, you know, like for example, you know, we just went and shot short film, beautiful location, beautiful house, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, well, beautiful in that it's old, but like, yeah. it never even occurred to me, like, you know, if I spent, if I just took an extra day and just shot a yeah. whole mess of stock stuff, I wonder if I could. Yep. Well, even like some of the narrative stuff, like, uh, McCormick brothers, we had, I don't know if you remember that one, but Pete and I were like drunk, drunk Irish guys. <laughs> uh, and some of the clips, like, you know, we had costumes. It looked cool locations. Um, and I put some of that footage up and it sold really well mm. just because mm. it's like sometimes sometimes with narrative stuff, you end up filming things that most people wouldn't think to film. Yeah, true. You Very know, true. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, hopefully, it you know, it can be in a way to justify narrative, because like you said, that's definitely what it's all about yep. for yeah. most for most of us. Seems yeah. like. So before we wrap up, is there anything that you're working on, anything you're working on now that you want to let everyone know about or? Um, not outside of the stock. Again, it's hard to plug the stock video thing with ND2 because mm -hmm. it's like it's 8K. Yeah. It's like the only only people we're talking to is like TV manufacturers and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if anybody's interested in 8K stock footage, cool. But I imagine. Just think of how much you can reframe. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is you really can't. Yeah. Like. Uh, like red's 8k footage if you've ever zoomed in on it like i've tried to okay let's see what it looks like in 4k it's like dear god yeah, <laughs> yeah my like, uh my day job we good. bought we bought a, a gemini um, yeah and you know i'm not like a red basher necessarily a camera's a tool yeah. and you use it and you learn how to, what's good about it and you just use yep. its ad, ad advantages and stay away from its weaknesses but you know i don't know I just was like, okay, that's the footage, I guess. Really, all right. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not <laughs> it's, like, you it's know. It's footage. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah, I mean, I you know, ease of use is a big one to me. Like, um, we shot something narrative recently, and I was thinking, oh, maybe we should get a red. And I was like, you know what? I own a GH5. I own just a stock lens. I'm just going to use that. Mm. And it was like, best decision for that project, just because it was, you know, is ease of use. Like I, I'm doing all those jobs, you know, sound and everything. Like I don't want to be spending too much time on the camera. Right. Yeah. So yep. bring a, a, a DIT on set and whatnot. No way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, 
thank you so much for coming on. We yeah. really, really appreciate it. I don't yeah. want to take up your whole afternoon because I feel like we could just bullshit just about film stuff about forever. <laughs> um, four hour, a four yeah. hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, again, thank you so much for coming yeah. on and uh, we'll be sure to link all of your your various resources uh, in the show notes. So check those out. Yep. And uh, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having right. me. We'll see you when you start, you know, acting in uh, some other projects. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you're ever in New York and you're dying to act, just, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on. All right. Thanks. All right. All right. So that was Mr. Luke Newman. 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 <laughs> I wonder um, if he gets this Star Wars and then immediately after Seinfeld. Yeah. Because his friend Pete, I immediately had to go, Pete. Pete. Any Pete that I meet, I have to do that yeah. to him. Which is, of course, a um, really reference. fun for them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's reference to Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the show this week. That it is was it. A, it was a good. It was a good um, guest yeah. to have on. We had I'm, a good I'm, run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> it's glad, over. I'm glad he came on. It was uh, exciting to talk with him because I've been, like I had said, I have been following him on the YouTube's, and he does good work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, check out all his, his linky links mm-hmm. and follow him and, and, you know, if you need some 8k footage, you know where to go. That's, that's Savage this stock. True. This is true. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's it till next week. You don't want to shout anybody out? You no, just... don't really care about anybody this week. Okay. Um, shout out to Reality Bomb Comicast, Eddie Geekin. Check those podcasts out. Not Up for Debate is another good podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, check out the, the MoGraph.com podcast because why not? The BroGraph. The BroGraph. So, until the shirts come, it's BroGraph. <laughs> <laughs> um, and shout out to Perry Herovis, who will actually be on next week's podcast. Hopefully. Hopefully. He's, he's scheduled to be he's, right now. He's having a, a doozy of a time. Yeah. With work, so. Yeah, he's doing some, uh, you know, clickety clicks or something. I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's transponsoring. Uh, motherboard fractures in yeah. third frame rate uh, flipperty gibbets. Yeah. And he's, if that's what you, if you need to have a third frame rate in your flippity gibbet, that is a guy that you want doing it. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he was at work for like 14 hours or something. I don't even know. It's ridiculous. But there's a lot of flippity gibbets at your yeah. job. So we'll so. see what happens. Um, but hopefully we'll talk to him next week. And uh, Indeed. It's his birthday this weekend. So shout him out on the, on the Twitters. Happy birthday, Perry. Yeah, buddy. Woo. Okay, see you next week. Bye.